Welcome to Moms Who Say the F Word with your hosts, Paris and Courtney, the two mom friends you didn't know you needed. Paris, Paris, Paris. Hey, it's podcast time. Podcast time. Super excited. I am pretty. This is going to be a a fun and stressful subject, I think. Is it? It's already unfun for me, which is why I'm already drinking. Yeah. You're always already drinking. But I definitely needed the wine today. Which, by the way, if I can just, you know, kind of interject here before we've even begun. um, I'm drinking this uh, Pinot Grigio. And um, I'm not going to lie. It smells like tacos. So it makes me happy. I don't know why. It smells like tacos. I didn't even have tacos for dinner. I... (laughs) At Target. I Duh. need to know where you're buying your wine. <laughs> is there a taco shop that's selling wine flavored no. tacos? I don't no, know. it's, it's tacos? definitely I bought it. at Target. But um, we should probably get started so that people don't leave us. Don't leave us, okay? Do you think they want to know who we are? They probably do. Do you care? Mm, maybe. <laughs> so if you're here. You've listened this long. Yep. Uh, so I'm Paris. I'm the Tiger Mom, the workaholic, the one that has her shit together and fueled by wine, obviously. 10 years of marriage and nine years of parenting makes me think I might know some things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Courtney, and I am a working mom to three Hellraisers who are, of course, the lights of my life as soon as they go to bed at night. They are angels, okay? Angels only in their auntie's mind, clearly. <laughs> um, I, I work hard throughout the day for the small amount of peace that I get at night when everyone goes to sleep and it's nice and quiet in my house. But, uh, you know, those are the important things. But the other thing that we both are, um, and I kind of said it already, is aunties to each other's children, which ties in what we are talking about today. Uh, Friendships between adults. I know it's a scary subject for most of us. Um, But the thing that we really want to talk about today is not just the friendships between adults, but what those friendships can mean to the children in the picture. It's so true. And I have to say, I take personal pride in being... An auntie to three minions. They are perfect. I don't know what Courtney's talking about. <laughs> no idea. They're about as perfect as your cub is all the time. They are. Okay. So maybe sometimes they're marginal. But after 11 years of being best friends and watching each other grow as parents and always being on call with a shovel, um, we have grown together as a family, as one family, to be perfectly honest, through the ups and downs we've had. And we've had several okay uh but we've been there for each other we're truly sisters um but wait 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 i have to kind of interject here because i I, and this is totally off subject and courtney's totally going to kill me for going off script (laughs) well i can't kill you since we don't live close by anymore but i will be seeing you soon so keep that in mind and we just want to keep on subject really but um did i tell you that i am trying to budget right so in budgeting Okay, she's giggling. She's she's throwing her head up like, oh my gosh, here we go. But I've decided, and I think most moms, at least some moms can probably relate to this subject of, I have too much shit in my pantry. I've decided. I, I, it looks like the apocalypse is going to happen any day now, and I'm prepared, okay? Well, that's good. I have prepper food um, off to the side, but... I don't think a person that has no Italian background needs that much pasta in their pantry, 
it looks like I'm going to open an Italian restaurant any day now. So I've decided that I'm going to start taking everything out of my pantry and make things with it. So tonight's specialty, no pasta, I swear to God, I did Spam, which... Okay, that oh, is I love spam. That is like the ultimate broke food, which by the way, um, it is the food of my people. I'm just gonna put it out there. I am Hawaiian and uh, it's our steak. It is it is legit the best thing on the planet. But I made spam fried rice. If you've never oh, had spam fried rice, I want some. you need to find an Asian or a Hawaiian to make you some. Okay. I have a token Asian. She doesn't live here. And, yeah, and, well. and even when I did live close to that token Asian, Paris, you never made me spam fried rice. I know. I'll send you some. It might be a little gross by the time it gets there, but Ugh. I will definitely send you some. But I just I had to interject the because I feel like a spam fried rice burp might be coming up soon. And oh, I just wanted love. to warn her. Okay. that I'm, I'm a friend. Okay. That is me being a very good friend. And letting her know. And thank God she lives in Portland because she won't be able to smell it. So I'm just saying. Okay, let's get back on subject. Okay, the subject is I mean, friendships <laughs> and the commitment of being friends. This is part of the commitment, by the way. So I feel so confused and lost right now. <laughs> I mean, part of that commitment should also be that she sends me the recipe for the, the spam fried rice. But she knows very clearly that I would jack it up because I don't cook. So we she won't waste does. our time talking about she that. She does cook. She's being ridiculous. Try. I try often. And my children will still eat it as long as it's not going to kill them. (laughs) Um, But that brings kids back into it, right? So the point of this is that when you have children, the relationships you create with the adults in your life, they do take on a new meaning. You're not only bringing people into your life, but you are clearly bringing them into your children's life. If you bring them into your home, they come to birthday parties. I mean, before we moved up here five years ago, we used to have big birthday parties for our kids and those people that came were all friends we didn't have the kids weren't in school yet so those people were you know Paris and her family and other co-workers and their families and their kids and so you can try to keep people separate from your children but it's just let's be honest that's a lot of work and I don't have time for that Yeah, and seriously understanding that your feelings won't be the only ones that count it's a huge responsibility to bring anyone into their lives. Well, and I mean, if you think about it, kids are so much more emotional than adults, right? So, and and not rationally emotional. I mean, adults can be pretty emotional, but, and we should, not all, but most adults should be able to rationalize their emotions and understand where they're coming from. But with children, they're just going to tend to become more attached to people. And so then when they see your friends and your friend might walk in the door and they might laugh with them and play with them on the floor, well, they're going to instantly start creating bonds and memories. And those are the things that you have to really think about. It's so true. And, you know, today's subject, you know, is is one I love. And then it's also one I hate because, you know, I have a story that I'd like to share with everybody. And um, it's a great scenario of why you should be cautious of who you let in your front door. And Courtney, sadly, knows this story very, very well. And I really wanted to share it, not because I want to, I don't know. It's, it's not because I feel like the victim in this in this story or anything like that it's more i want to share it because i feel like there's other moms out there that will be able to understand where i'm coming from and maybe you've also encountered um, a similar situation to this one so the way i met this one particular mom 
and most moms can probably relate to how I made this particular friend, you know, you stick your kid in daycare, right? And poof, other moms suddenly wanna be your friend. Like, you have a kid and I have a kid, so we should automatically be friends. Uh, nobody warns you how to be a parent, by the way. I know there's a bajillion parenting books out there, but they don't tell you how to navigate friendships and navigate other moms and how other moms react. So at my son's third birthday party, which Courtney, I love Courtney. You're going to hear that so much through this podcast series, but I just love her to pieces. She was honestly kind enough to host my son's birthday party at her house, okay? So this person showed up and, you know, just for the story's sake, we're gonna call her Erica, okay? So Erica brought her little spawn to celebrate with my child. Um, and since her kid and my kid were best friends, she stayed a little bit later and she started talking to my husband. That's not where the story's going, so don't worry about that. Um, but basically they were talking about what he does and what she does, and they had kind of a similar background. You know, she used to be in Orange County as well and then moved here with her spouse, and you know, it was just a good conversation. So I thought, wow, we should all get together and hang out and she could bring her husband next time. Well, and I have to just interject here real quick, and it's this really common, I think, with all moms out there that can understand, especially with their first child, Having a child is almost the only thing you need to have in common to become friends. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, you're like, oh, you have a kid? I have a kid? We need to be best friends. Because it feels like that's the only person that's going to understand you at that time. Clearly, that's not where the story's going. But a lot of moms probably go through that. Absolutely. So we had gotten so close with this family that we were having playdates weekly. We were having, you know dinners with them at least once a week and we were basically like family uh we even took family vacations together y'all we went to disneyland and we went to other places you know because the kids had a great time together so we had built a family unit with these people and we trusted them i could not have been so wrong about them and you know Courtney had her feelings about them, but she never expressed them until the very end of that friendship, which... And I regret that. Yes. I, I will just interject that I do regret that. I think that, and we'll probably at some point have a podcast, a subject of this, but when you have best friends and your best friends make new friends, it's really a difficult situation for you. And so I will admit that during this time, I'm sure I felt some jealousy and I didn't understand how to feel about that. So I just didn't say anything because I thought I was doing the right thing, right? As that friend, I didn't think it was the right thing to say and to try to interject into what I saw was happening. But I, I regret that now and now I know better, but I'll just say that. Yeah, I mean, you know, communication, it doesn't matter every single relationship that you have whether it's with your friends a spouse a boyfriend your children whoever it may be communication is key and I'm sure we'll touch on that subject in another podcast because I could get off on a whole tangent on that so anyways Erica and I were friends for about two years and then something had changed um and I made the mistake of what doing uh, of doing what most of us do in friendships I assumed I assumed that she was a good person I assumed that she wasn't malicious or evil. <laughs> and I assumed that she, above all that, was a best friend. You know, I really trusted her. Um, so a couple months had gone she by. She promised you cookies on the dark side. That's She that's really did. Yes, the dark side, which sometimes I like the dark side. But in this scenario, I do not like the dark side. 
just to be clear, okay? So she took me out to dinner and for coffee, right? You know, Starbucks used to be my happy place, okay? It's not anymore. <laughs> um, and she basically unloaded all of this stuff on me and she told me the most unforgivable thing you can ever say to a mom. So if you ever wanna say, if you ever wanna break up with your friend and they're a mom, you just go ahead and say this. Um, I don't think that you love your son. So, and y'all, that's a bunch of bullshit. I'm just going to throw that out right now. If anyone loves their son, it's Paris. So just in case there's any doubts, I just have to say that. It pisses me off still to hear the story. <laughs> it makes me really angry. I'm going to get fired up. Watch. Here it goes. <laughs> Here she goes. Here she goes. <laughs> Flames on the side of her Flames face. Flames <laughs> from the side of my face. So I'm telling you guys, the angels came down. And they kept me from slapping her across the face and damning her to hell because that's literally what I wanted to do. And it was literally in that moment. It was like a movie moment. I'm not going to lie. I took notice of where the cameras were placed in that Starbucks that night and quickly counted how many witnesses would be called into trial for the crime I was about to commit. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I can still <laughs> see these people's faces in my mind. That's how angry I was and how emblazoned her words just like left on me but that didn't happen I didn't go out of control instead this conversation I'm sad to say went on for 45 minutes I let this awful person cut me down spew lies and literally burn me at the stake and I was still fucking nice to her and kind when I left that Starbucks I hugged the bitch that happened. No, not kidding. I hugged her, thanked her, told her I loved her. I was, I think I was just in shock. Essentially, I thanked her for all the knives she just stuck into my back. And I, I, I just think it was just shock. That's what I think it was. I mean, I don't think anyone has any idea how lucky I am to have not had to bail Paris out of jail or like bake a cake with a nail file. I mean, cause I don't bake. So that would be a problem. Wait. I mean, you like ho-hos. Do you think that a nail file would fit in a hostess ho-ho? <laughs> and if you don't know what a ho-ho is... I mean, -ho I could is, slide that through security. Seriously. But if you don't know what a ho-ho is, you're not old enough to be listening. You should shut this and down. And we ain't talking about your neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Well... It, it's not, it's not, it's not the, the chick down the street. We're talking about the, the sweet little cake. <laughs> yes. The little tiny... Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing right now, by the way. Ugh. Ugh. This is why drinking really now without chocolate... Cake. Oh my God. Okay. So anyways... <laughs> Back on subject. My God. Okay, so I went home that night and I called my panel, okay? Um, if you don't know what a panel is, it's a group of your most trusted friends that you confide in for, you know, big moments just like this, okay? So my panel is comprised of five friends, five angels, let me just tell you. Uh, my friends are all in different states, by the way, so I had to make five different phone calls, um, which... Telling this story five separate times sucked balls. I'm not lying. It was horrible. So anyways, I rely on them for these such moments. Um, so if you don't have a panel, you need to get one. Just making it clear. A panel is amazing. So my panel gave me exactly what I needed to hear that night. They all didn't speak to each other to compare notes or anything. So I don't want you to think that. They don't really know each other that well. Um, but they were all just floored with the words that I was saying to them. Um, and what they all said um, across the board is that Erica said everything that she is 
She is the one who dislikes her own child and everything else she said comes from her own misery and trying to bring me down out of her own insecurities and jealousy. That was what they all told me. I couldn't believe that all of these women said the same exact thing. Um, It's so true. I still think that to this day. And that's another subject that maybe we'll get on at some point. But very often when people lash out at you in that way, it's mostly because they are upset about something in their own lives and they're taking it out on you. Yeah. I mean, that trauma really took me a long time to heal from. You know, it's it's really it's easy for me to talk about now, um, but I really truly did not trust. I didn't trust any of my best friends for fear that they were all judging me like right after that, even Courtney. And I told Courtney, I was very honest with Courtney. I said, you know, I'm having a hard time with this and please don't, you know, please don't judge me. You know, like how, how crazy is that to ask of your best friend to not judge you? You know, you shouldn't have to ask that of a best friend. And um, my best advice is one that we've all been told. If you don't have anything nice to say, then keep your fucking mouth shut, right? Um, I'm happy to say that my sparkle is brighter and stronger than ever. um, But be aware that if you encounter something similar, it is not you who is responsible for other people's happiness. Let me make that very, very clear. And people like Erica, well... They'll never know happiness because they live in misery all the time and they don't want to be happy. It's like I'm it's like that saying, um, you know, misery loves company. But enough about that snatch. I'm done with that subject for right now. Yeah. And and she's right. Her sparkle is blinding. So (laughs) nobody can doubt that. And I have to really I I don't think everybody understands it's listening, but I'm going to tell them anyways. It took a lot for Paris to come up and, and talk about that story. It. It's something that's probably haunted her for a little while, but she's finally gotten to the point where she's over it. So she still does drink Starbucks. I'll just tell Starbucks that now. We are not by any way affiliated with Starbucks. That'd be great. But uh, she does love Starbucks. So (laughs) if anyone is curious about that. Um, But back on subject again. Sorry. So the question I guess that a lot of people have is like, how do you make those choices? How do you make the choices of who you let into your door? Not just uh, into your own life, but into your children's lives. So... You know, the one thing is, is I've always, I, I've come to realize that if you don't know them well, don't let them in. Yeah. I, I realize that sounds bitchy. I don't really care. And, and maybe it is. But I've been burned a number of times and Paris knows what I'm talking about. And I've watched Paris go through it. And I think that the, the fact is, is that while people need to earn the right to be in your life, that is the first and foremost. They need to earn the right to be your friend. Amen. To take your time to be a part of your life. But then there's like a whole nother realm of earning that they have to get to, to be in your kids' lives. Um, You know, granted, Paris did know this woman for a few years. um, And when I look back on it, I think that there were probably a number of red flags that if I had voiced, this probably wouldn't have happened the way that it had. Um, So you don't always know, of course. It should have been a solid foundation for her. But unfortunately, this person was just not to be trusted. Um, For me, I learned really quick that in a few months, uh, you do not create lifetime friendships. And those are not people that should be in your children's lives. So especially, you know, creating any sort of bond where your children are going to ask about them later. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I have Courtney. Courtney is amazing. See, I'm going to just be Courtney's biggest fan, right? Like, she already knows this. Um, I'll send you the check in the mail later. It's totally cool. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but when I moved to Vegas, we didn't know anyone, okay? I moved to the desert, and I felt deserted. That's pretty much how I felt moving to Vegas, you I know? mean, that's kind of what Vegas is. It's the middle of nowhere. <laughs> literally, who decided to build it here? 
but anyways, you know, Courtney and I were friends, but we really became best friends once I got pregnant. Y'all, this bitch was crazy, okay? She talked to my belly nonstop. It was ridiculous how much she was in love with this thing growing inside of me, okay? I think she loved it more than I did. In fact, I know she did um, for how much she freaking spoke to this thing inside of me, right? Um, and she hates when I call it a thing, but that's what I called it back then, okay? It, it, a thing, she hated that, all right? But we, we chose not to find out what we were having, which that's a whole nother level of pissed off from Courtney. But anyways, <laughs> um, we had made the choice, you know, not to know the gender until it, yeah, I said it, it was I don't born. like it. I know. I, I don't know. like that. I know. She calls, she calls him something completely different. It's not, you know, it like, you know, a clown with a red balloon. It wasn't like that, but, um, Oh, why you gotta bring that? <laughs> but Courtney, she didn't give a fuck. We all man. float down here, Paris. Oh God. Here you go. Don't, don't. <laughs> she, okay. That's, that's just rude. You are the devil. Why? Sometimes. That, because okay, you love me that and you tell me bad, too many things bad friend that's a bad friend moment you get a demerit for that one. <laughs> i don't like clowns and courtney knows it and that movie is oh, why yeah. okay that's where it stems from i was traumatized and she's she's making a joke of it on a podcast it's so mean anyways <laughs> clearly courtney doesn't give a fuck so anyways she was gonna love this thing inside of me no matter what and that is why she's a true friend whatever he was never an it in my mind ever and I was determined that this kid was going to know my voice the moment he popped out. And he did, didn't he? Oh, yeah. And 100%. And I can't lie. Like, seeing his little face was probably the next best thing to seeing my own children's faces. And he just, it changed my world, just like my own kids had done. And I had dedicated months, like months, to making sure that he knew who I was before he was able to actually see my face. Oh, yeah, no. She was crazy about it. My cub still is very close to his Auntie Courtney. And I truly think it's because she spoke to him every day. You know, she put, she she would sing to him and she would, like, hug my belly. I'm like, what I is don't wrong well with either. you? I'm like, I don't, I don't I'm like friend, well. he doesn't even have fucking ears yet. Like, what don't are matter. you doing? Why? Don't matter. Because <laughs> here's the whole point. When you are friends with people that have children and they're involved in your life and you're involved in their life, it is a commitment. I knew when the cub was born that I was going to be close to him. That was that was it. It didn't matter if boy, girl, it didn't matter. I was going to be close to him. Um, but I also knew that that commitment that I was making to be in his life, I loved him no matter what happened. And we've talked about this a number of times that no matter what happened in our friendship, I will love him forever. And that'll always be the same, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I feel exactly the same way about Courtney's children. And we just, we're just that close. We are family. You know, the bitch I mentioned before, she, oh, this is, oh my God. The fact that this bitch lives less than a mile from me is mind blowing, okay? And and Courtney lives a thousand and two miles away from me, okay? That's far, okay? I hold on, hold on. Okay, by the way, I just Google mapped this thing, and this shit told me to catch a plane. <laughs> That's how far you live. It didn't even give me like an option to drive. It's like, bitch, get a plane ticket. You're not driving to Courtney. And oh my God, it does say this. Why is there a walking option? Who Does Google really think I'm going to walk? It it literally says, do you, you want to know, Courtney, how long it would take me to get to you? 12 days and 15 hours for me to get to you. <laughs> I swear to God, it's, it literally says this on Google Maps. Like, 
Really? It would, I wouldn't make it past the 15 hours, okay? I, well, I'm not even sure I'd make it past an hour, you know? I mean, the weather's gotten nice, but not that nice, and I don't, I don't think <laughs> I could do But you got all the it. food. Yeah. You've got the food for it. That's, right. Yeah. You see? Back to my, my pantry situation, I could put, what do you call them? A bug out bag? Like, yes, okay, so bag. Courtney is super adventurous nature woman, and I'm like, no, no. <laughs> My outdoors time is from my car to Target. That's it. That's that's the limit for me. I'm not going on any trip that requires me to have something called a bug out bag. Ugh. But friend, she lives in Vegas, so that trip from her car to Target could be like walking through the Amazon jungle. You don't know what kind of animals you're going to see in a Target parking lot in Las Vegas. That's true. Hello. That's true. And it is hot. Hot. So you're so literally having your less. face might be melting by the time you get into the nicely air-conditioned Target. I, I want to give kudos to Target for always being air-conditioned. Thank you so much, Target. I really appreciate you. Someday maybe you will be a sponsor of ours. I would really much appreciate that. Shameless Not plug. affiliated with Target. Nope, we wish we were. affiliated. Nope. We do love our red <laughs> Target, though. It's awesome. Anyways, we're so off subject. We've got all over the map. We're bad. Bad people. So, Bad so yeah, so anyways, our bond as a family clearly knows no distance. You know, Courtney and I talk to each other every single day, I would say, right? When you say yeah. just about every single day. Just about every single day. It's crazy. And I mean, and I realize that this has to sound like super ridiculous to some people that are listening. And I realize that friendships as an adult may not be as big of a deal to others as it has been to us. But for those of you that do want, you know, good friendships, this is the type of relationship you deserve. It's the type of commitments that you should expect in your life. You shouldn't settle for less than 100%, uh, you know, when you're letting anyone to have any sort of relationship with you or your children. Um, when I met Paris, <laughs> I mean, why is that funny? Let's be why are you super honest. Why are you laughing? I never thought we would find anything in common. And in the end, I never thought anyone who cared so much about Kate Spade would be my best friend. (laughs) Like, it's really weird to me. I mean, I don't even know the names of half the brands that she likes. Like, who is the one? Is it the Terry Oak? It's not Terry Oak. Oh, my God, y'all. I apologize (laughs) to all my friends that know know what Tori Birch is. My friend over here. Oh, Tori Birch. Yeah. She thinks it's Terry Oak. She's been calling it that for years. Years. Well, I just didn't realize. Yeah. I mean, you didn't realize. (laughs) But the great thing is, though, is that there have been so many instances of when this relationship was clearly an extremely important relationship to us both. So all the milestones and moments that can't be taken away. And we make the decision every day to make it a priority. And this is what I'm saying. This is what you deserve, people. You deserve this type of friendship, even as an adult. Yeah. I mean, you know, in regards to, you know, the story I shared in the beginning, Trying to navigate future questions from your kid with possible run-ins with these fools that hurt you or your family is not easy. I'm just going to put it out there, okay? When you have a rift with somebody, especially somebody that lives in the same area as you, you could have run-ins with them. You could, you know, maybe you maybe you share friends that are friends with them too. It's not easy, you know, because you don't want to seem like you're the catty one or you're the one that, you know, is the issue or anything like that. I just choose to ignore it. But, um, you know, when I've been asked, um, I simply tell my cub that certain people are blessings and others are a lesson to be learned from. Um, It's truth. You know, and this situation obviously was a lesson to be learned from. And for all you ladies out there, 
or even gentlemen, you know, if you're listening, thanks. <laughs> um, nice to have you. Yeah, we love you. Um, but anybody who's lost a friendship out there, just remember, you are in charge of your own happiness. Letting others ruin your world is exactly what those evil bitches want. And when you do run into them and they look like they've let themselves go, they're sad and unhappy, you get the added joy of knowing that the unpleasant person that they truly are inside is finally showing out to the rest of the world. So, you know, I take that for what it's worth. But, you know, I, you know, I did, I do find joy in it when I see this person, you know, randomly around town. But I literally, I see her and then I just, I don't even think about her again because it just doesn't, she, she is not a part of my, my perfect world. And that's the way to do it. I mean, and, and truthfully, you know, teaching your children how to move on when someone leaves their world is hard. And, but unfortunately, and we all know this in one way or another, loss is inevitable in life. It could be because of drama, death, or just downright hate, you know, like the story from Paris. Um, but it's something our kids are going to learn, you know, with or without us. So we should just make sure they learn from us. Not everyone deserves a place that matters in their hearts. Some losses will be small, you know, and it'll wash over them and they'll never think about it, which is great. But some will take diligent conversations from parents, you know, and teaching moments for them to learn that not everyone is good enough to have a place, you know, in their little universe, that universe that uh, we all want to live in. Yeah. I mean, and I'm super grateful for all the lessons that, you know, I've learned in life, especially through friendships. I mean, I've had friends come and go. I'm sure Courtney has too. And I'm sure most of you people that are listening to this podcast have had friendships come and go. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, don't change who you are for somebody else at all. You know, you just be you. You keep doing your thing. And, you know, eventually a good friendship or a good relationship will come. And, you know, as long as you're always honest with yourself and you're true to yourself, there's there's nothing that anybody else can do that can truly hurt you inside. Yep. Don't let anybody dull your sparkle. That's right. So that's it. At the end of the day, we're just two moms. And friends. Trying to keep our shit together. Lipstick off our teeth. Keep the kids alive. And enjoy every moment. If you want to reach us, drop us a line at moms who say the F word at gmail.com. And remember, if you can't say something nice, come sit next to us. Don't forget to tune in next week for a brand new episode. Until then, these moms are fucking out.